Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, fellas, hey, how are we? On, boys? We all on, ready to go? Yep. Beautiful. Solid as. Beautiful. How was everyone's week? Yeah, pretty pretty chill like that. <laughs> <laughs> pretty settled now, after the move. All good. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, very good. Um, bit of a more quiet weekend on the motorsport front this week. Just, we had... Just the one race? Yeah, just had the F1s. It was obviously the sprint weekend. Um, so, t- covering tonight, we've got Brazilian F1... Jimmy? Yeah. Uh, MotoGP, Paddock Rumours and New Regulations, Daniel? Yep. And we got some Superbike testing and some times out of that were quite interesting. Mm. And a bit of a throw it back, I think we're bringing back this week as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, the people have been asking for it, so... Yeah. Uh, back by popular demand. Back, yeah, back by popular demand. So James has got a awesome throwback that we're going to uh, get to later in the show. Yeah, so. a surprising one. So what did you guys think of Brazil? I threw up a few interesting results and weather wise i suppose the result wasn't that interesting but <laughs> nah i was the only one that picked it though yeah true you guys Jimmy, both well picked, done uh, mercedes and they had a absolute horror show just to horror just, shows not j- just to touch on that it was yeah it looked like their worst race in a very long time yeah um it looked horrible and i've never seen hamilton not even defending the position there for a while yeah, well, just came up. Um, yeah. They, just on those straights, they had yeah. nothing. No Everyone straight line speed at all. Straight past them. No grip. No, yeah, that's right. No grip. Um, but like Ocon passed him in the Alpine and just didn't even didn't yeah. even even think about moving to the inside to defend it. So. I think Brundle said it was like they were just having a parachute on the end of um end of each car. Yeah, like they just had nothing. Yeah, there was some drag issue or something because they had three Mercedes cars in front of them, powered cars in front of them. So yeah, Alonso. They looked like Aston Martin had their mojo back. Even Stroll was up there, obviously, in qualifying as well. So. Weren't they talking about how they took away some of their upgrades or something like that? Was was not what they were saying, or did I hear that wrong or something? I'm not 100 percent sure. Getting back yeah, to me, but yeah. if you heard something, it might that might be the case. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I reckon I uh, might know the words to the Dutch national anthem by the end of the season. <laughs> we're hearing it so much. Yeah, it's like when we're listening to Rossi with the Italian national anthem. <laughs> same thing. Italia. Italia. Uh, never gets old. Italia. Huh? It's just one word. It's just, it's they just sell their own Ita- they're saying Italian. It's Italy the whole time. <laughs> yeah, trust them too. <laughs> 8.32, I'll remember that. <laughs> it's getting to a point in time. It's getting to a point in time in the race where Lando Norris was catching Verstappen and, and almost passing on the straight and like you just knew it wasn't going to happen like yeah. there was no even if he passed him you know, he was just going to repass him anyway there's just, that's right there's no excitement there yeah for the lead so and nah, I think long gone yeah I think um, that that aspect of it it's um, making a, a touch boring for the, for the viewer who's obviously not a Verstappen fan but man the, the season's close other than that in the constructors most importantly so some changes throughout the weekend. Obviously, McLaren um, and also Aston Martin getting a few points. So, that sort of changes that. And we always touch on this as well. Yeah. The difference, tens of millions of dollars difference in the Constructors' Championship. So, That's all right. some of those teams, they rely on that prize money. Well, talking about Constructors, it was a blow for Ferrari because you had Leclerc have that hydraulics issue um, yeah. in the formation lab, yep. which was weird but that apparently happened to signs i think a few rounds before or the last rounds yeah it was interesting in the interview post race or not post race but post incident he was saying that they know what the problem is but they can't say it on tv it's obviously Uh, an issue with the car hydraulic issue but they're not not specific and then both the both the alpha romeos retired with a similar sounding issue not 100 percent sure but maybe a precaution because they saw it was going to about to happen so that's true and it's, yeah. it's a spew for Ferrari because 
they had a shot to I think almost jump ahead of Mercedes yeah. in constructors because yeah. yeah. they obviously had a shocker and yeah. then kind of Ferrari almost had the same same thing a shocker fake, as well yeah. it was just signing signs mm. got what six or something like that yeah held yeah. his own but well, g- give us the results for both sprint and race Daniel sorry we should have touched on that a bit earlier for the guys uh, so sprint <clears throat> shootout uh, this is the qualifying my apologies let me get the other ones up you know it's going to be a race because Verstappen's number one Max Verstappen first Lando second Sergio Perez third George Russell 4th, Charles 5th, Yuki 6th, Lewis 7th, Carlos 8th, Danny Rick 9th, and Oscar Piastri 10th. Yeah. So that was the results for the sprint. It just shows you, looking at the sprint versus the main race, where, first of all, qualifying, um, how important it is to be up there. I mean, you look at Alonso was, I think he started 16th, 15th or 16th. I just had that up before. Because him and and Ocon had, uh, so him and Ocon had that incident. Yeah, 15th had that incident in qualifying yeah um, and he got, got up to 11th where in the main race he starts you know fourth and finishes third so it just shows how important qualifying is it shows how important time management is as well he definitely had the pace through the sprint too he, he yeah like he, he was yeah, flying he was yeah and look they, they look good the the Aston I don't know why What I don't I, I'm personally I'm not sure about upgrades or what they've done differently this weekend obviously the track obviously suited their car slightly so mm. but yeah um, Perez looked like he was back to a certain extent found as well. Yeah, found bit. something. Uh, I can't believe Alonso picked him on the line. <laughs> I know. How good was that though? Like to hear the whole stands are cheering for him, it was crazy. It's crazy, and yeah, I mean, he finally got him with two laps to go, and then he just let it slip. But it's so. such an unformal one like thing to happen. Oh, Normally, yeah. if they just get you, especially in Brazil, it's a tight track, it's hard to pass as it is. Yeah, it's a good Once point. You pass you gone. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think that it helps because it's probably the longest run to the line in the whole year. It helps with that track because obviously that uphill yeah. straight. But yeah, I mean, I never saw that happening. I mean, after when you pass him, it's bang. Done, yeah, you, know? you, you, you would turn your TV off saying, "Oh, that's the top three done." Yeah, you know. So. But it was awesome for him to fight him off for those handful of laps before yeah. that. Anyway, yeah. shows his experience, yeah. doesn't it? He just puts the car in the right spot. Yeah, he's just a dog. Yeah, he's still got it. Oh yeah, oh, god yeah. Shit, yeah. They've they've obviously squashed those rumors for Red Bull next oh, year. Oh, they unfortunately. have. Yeah. Hal Marco actually came out today and said... Oh, no, what are these? It, it was Alonso <laughs> spreading the rumour. Because <laughs> it's happened before where Alonso's teams actually spread the rumour to get a better contract with their current team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah that's fair enough. Which though. would happen a lot in sport, I reckon. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, I mean, we touched on it earlier in the year with Lewis yeah. and Ferrari. I yeah, guess yeah, yeah. It's, you know, similar thing. Yeah, it's That's a point. really similar thing. It's, yeah, you're right. So, makes a lot of sense, though. So, who's what, what do you reckon is going to happen with Red Bull then? Like, is it going to just be Perez for another year? I can't, I'm contradicting myself because last week I had that feeling where Perez yeah. was gone yeah. um, Ricardo actually had a good weekend other than obviously the incident unlucky unlucky so unlucky both the Aussies yeah. got yeah, re- rear wing damage not like not their fault nah. and then they were fighting he was a lap down and he almost I think he caught he, I think he caught up the pack almost I think so, so which is crazy I mean it's a minute you know a minute 11, 11. would lapse or whatever yeah. it was so that was um that was interesting and Piastri was he actually beat Piastri I think in the race as well so yeah he did yeah so that, that's interesting obviously the the Alpha Tauris have had some upgrades and looking better as well so who knows what's going to happen I probably think I'm probably leaning more towards Prez just sticking around now mm. and I think that the unlucky person in this is probably Liam Lawson I would say because it sounds like he's just going to miss out on a seat again this yep. year, next year so yeah it'll just kind of stay as is 
Yeah, yeah. I'm pro- it's probably the bet though now, isn't it? Yeah. Especially if that fourth. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Especially Red Bull. As you always say, they're always so cutthroat. But, yeah, I can't see things changing. It'd be great to see Danny Rick out there again, but... Yeah. Interesting as well. There was had only 14 runners finished the race and two two runners were in the pit lane getting damage repaired in the red flag. So, it would have only been 12 runners left yeah. at the end of the race if there wasn't that red flag, which was interesting. Yeah. Which is the least amount in the whole season. Did you see... So, speaking of Danny Rick, um, his interview afterwards he was like super emotional tears in his eyes um talking about the red flag rule and how yeah. he's a lap lap behind yeah and he was just like he was like he was devastated Gut- gutted yeah yeah um we well, can change everything on the car they could have actually just left him out mm. they could have left him and they could have left him and also piastri they could have just kept circling around and then they would have caused a red flag they could have come in changed the wings and they yeah. would have been fine but yeah. they because it was dangerous, they brought them in. Yeah, which I think is a fucking stupid rule. It is a bit of a it's tough because um, yeah. you're better off leaving the you're better off leaving them out. It's like the Correct. other thing is with tires, so they're allowed to change the tire under a red flag condition. Yeah. So if you got a puncture, and there's been a big accident, you got a puncture. You're better off just keep circling around. Yeah, limping with the around. puncher yeah, yeah. until it's a red flag, and then and change the tires. In, yeah. And then you so if you pit, put new tires on. Then it's a double. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, because then you got to, you can change your tires anyway when it's a red flag. So it's a really it's a real funny one, Matt. And I'm real on the edge of where that rule should be because I like the fact they can all change and it's just a sprint to the end if it's the sprint and they're all on the equal tires, equal yeah. strategy. But yeah, it just gives people sometimes and and along the years it's always helped people like the Hamiltons and stuff. It always it seems, always falls in the lap. Yeah, it always seems to fall in their lap. So which is always interesting. Yeah. Unlucky, real unlucky for the two Aussies. Yeah, but that's just a part of it, though, isn't it? It, it is. That's motor racing. That's motor racing. Yeah, you can't you can't control everything, especially that. But yeah, I mean, nothing much else. The weekend threw up a few interesting things. The be- the big thing was that weather on the like, qualifying oh, on dude. Saturday. <laughs> that would probably Friday night. Nuts, like that was. I got that video up that you sent through to the group chat. This is freaking crazy. Oh, look, look at that. Look how dark it yeah, is. Yeah, it actually went full pitch black in the pit lane and stuff. <laughs> pitch black. <laughs> Fuck, look at that. That's crazy. Yeah, this is nuts. It's night. Like, that's torrential, isn't it? Mm. That's crazy, man. Cool video. And there's some other footage of... Oh, yeah, Dan's got it up here. This... Oh yeah, that would have been held on by zip ties and hopes and dreams. I well, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously they're permanent grandstands, but you'd assume that they'd just put the covers on for for the F1 weekend because they'd be they yeah you'd obviously spend the more money on those covered grandstands. So true, 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 true. It's good to see uh, Formula One back to like a traditional track as well. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Well, I have a theory, and I, you guys agree with this. I love seeing grass around the track. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. unreal. Yeah, it just I don't know what it is for me. If there's grass around the track, it just adds a bit more grass than like a, a real sand trap. A real sand trap and stuff. I mean, I just I really appreciate that. Like even like you look at tracks like Albert Park, how it's got the grass. I like yeah. that. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Hung- Hungary's the same. Hungary's the same. It's all just a concrete jungle. It just doesn't have that same. Feel, feel. Yeah. It has to have, yeah. It gives it a bit of character. That's you know? my feel. Un- unless you're like a Monaco or something where you got the water. Yeah, beautiful. yeah. That's different again. But yeah. if it's like Circuit of the Americas. You know, it's cool, but it's not. Yeah, mm. 
Albert Parks or that's, yeah, Brazil yeah. or something Coda like is just all... Run, the runoff is all yeah. tarmac and stuff. So. Yeah. I don't know. I love that. That old school track. Yeah, and the other thing is... That track is that track. There's not many other ways you can do the track where in some some new circuits is you can change the corner here the corner there yeah yeah you can start from a different spot start from a different oh that's like that's the circuit america's similar yeah that that french circuit um magnicor no (laughs) no the the new one uh paul ricard oh yeah like there's about fucking thirteen thousand different ways you can go around around. around that track so just has no soul gp used to race there back in the day Circuit de la, de la Paul Ricardo. Yeah, yep. Paul Ricardo. The, that's what Daniel Ricardo was named after. Is <laughs> no relation the French to circuit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's about it for F1, boys. I what, mean, well, what about um, <laughs> what about Machine Gun Kelly on the grid walk and that horrendously oh, that awkward so interview? Awkward? Far out. I liked it. Well, what do you mean? I don't know. It just was funny. Like, Yeah, it's funny. I reckon... I actually thought that that Martin could have handled that better. Because when he said, I'll oh, do egg, piano, egg, guitar, like, how funny would it be if Martin did, like... It would have been funny if he did it, but the, yeah. thing, the thing that made it awkward is, I think, um, Machine Gun Kelly, whatever his name is, made it awkward, because he would have these, like, massively delayed responses. Yeah, and yeah. Martin Brundle was just standing there with his dick in his hands. Well, I think what made it awkward was the fucking two massive fucking lines that he's probably snorted before. Yeah, he looked like grip. he was cooked. Yeah, that's probably what made it. Yeah, he was cooked. And then they spoke to Bernie Eccleston um, afterwards, <laughs> and he looked cooked as well. <laughs> He looked. Maybe he was. Um, maybe he was doing. Some... Jorge Martin set him up. <laughs> it is Brazil, bro. It's pretty yeah, easy. Yeah. I reckon he was doing some Shane Mumford um, slugs. Yeah, <laughs> sausage. Um, what? What was? Snow season. Just t- as you touched on Bernie Eccleston, what was funny about that interview was he mentioned. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's his tax. He's in court at the moment, going to because he's the tax <laughs> evasion. And um, and Martin says to him, I don't know the exact words. He's like, oh, you've had an expensive yeah. month with the tax people this month, like. And then he was like, oh, I just don't agree what he did. He's done a lot, lot of good stuff for the sport, but yeah. just don't agree what he's done. And as Martin said, they wouldn't be where they are today without that guy. So, so Bernie Eccleston, he, he, what, when did he go up to? He's, I oh, know he was there for forever, but when was his last year running? Well, it? that's when Liberty Media, the Americans, bought, yeah. and I think that was 20, 2020, possibly. Is that when um, they took it over? Yeah, maybe earlier than that. Well. Was it Bernie Eccleston's when they first did Drive, Us, Drive to Survive? Because um, wasn't that like 2017, 2018 or something along those lines? 2017. Yeah, yeah. okay, a bit earlier, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, yeah, I thought it, I, it sounded like it was earlier. But anyway, they they changed it <laughs> mid-Mercedes uh, era, obviously winning the Mercedes era, so... But... 4.4 billion. Mm-hmm big money formula one for 4.4 billion that's crazy yep. you know what's even crazier is twitter got sold for 44 billion <laughs> did it really <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was the difference jesus you know what though f1 wasn't making money back then not, yeah i was not, gonna say i wonder what it is today yeah, yeah not like it is today when was uh formula one's last heyday obviously it's living its heyday now I, don't, I, I just think it was I mean heyday wise probably early 2000s I would say yeah like yeah. a Schumacher era but nowhere near the amount of money that's there now mm. nowhere near well the Americans are good at you know making everything corporatizing everything and throwing sponsors yeah. over everything yeah. between 2011 and like 20 2011 to like 2015 it wasn't going too well at all 
Like the viewership was down, yeah. the crowds were down. You didn't hear much about they it. They had so. ugly looking cars. Yeah. It was just going the wrong direction. And then Mercedes started dominating. And then it sort of started to change a little bit in the middle of that when Liberty Meter bought it, obviously. And then Drive to Survive came out and then everyone loved loved watching it again. So. Yeah. Well, they were the, they were the, really are the pioneers and we see it now everywhere of um, getting like the, the backstage kind of interviews yeah. of sports people. Um, and there's you know now they do like the Tour de France do it tennis do it yeah everyone yeah cool down room yeah 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 that's right exactly all that kind of stuff um, yeah because you guys never oh, sorry you shouldn't say you guys I know you're more MotoGP fans than what I am but they never had a cool down room conversation till last nah. year or I this think it was year. last year yeah because yeah. that's the best that's where you that used to, awesome, bro, I used to stop the race because F1 actually don't do it as much now I mean they still do it but. It's not as cool now because there's so much more access. Yeah. But I remember sitting there turning the TV up as loud as I can in hearing yeah, what they're saying. Yeah. And um and it was yeah, it was really that was probably the first big insight of what you had. Well 100%. the thing with MotoGP is they had the interviews that I, I reckon they're one of the first people to do it as in as soon as they go on the park firm they kind of celebrate for a bit and then Simon Crayfire, whoever's like yeah. straight in their straight, face. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kinda of cool. Where back in the day they would used to like do everything, do the champagne and then go yeah. out the back. Yeah, yeah. Like then, then they the cooled interview. off they, and stuff. They've yeah. cooled off a bit. That's awesome they interview them straight after they go off the bike. Yeah. So that that is one kind of cool thing that they do there. But F one is definitely the pioneer. Um yeah. and it's it's crazy. I've probably spoken about it before, but remember going to Albert Park back in Man, it must be 2015, 16, and we've gone a Friday, and the fucking the we've been a grandstand. It was almost empty. It remember? Was empty, yeah. And now every grandstand was now full. It's sold yeah. out. Yeah, on it's a Friday. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy how it works. I like I said, it's just the way that they've marketed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. The other big thing for me in the history of watching F1 was when the Senna movie came out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Center. that was a big moment for me like I'm, like I love the sport and it like made me even fall in love with it more even seeing like the back them in the driver meetings that kind of thing I was like yeah. fuck that's yeah, so that's cool because cool. you never really get to see that and then I think obviously in Australia Fox Sports taking over showing all the coverage as well helps or showing all the coverage does help yeah but it's just amazing when you actually see some personality get thrown into it how much it changes it and that's what a lot of mo- different motorsports need so you know the, yeah. bi- the big thing for Australia is, oh, I think is probably being KO as well because people yeah. can spend yeah, 20 huge. bucks a uh, 20 bucks a month yeah. and watch it rather than having to get a Foxtel subscription getting the box you yeah. know spending 80 bucks a month it's a yeah. lot different yeah. so I think that's been a massive thing in the last probably 5 or 6 years in conjunction with Drives to Survive because and, yeah. yeah and accessibility just of the internet now yeah let's be that's honest. right I don't think anyone streams it anymore do they? Like, do people do it use illegal streams? Probably not. Nah. No, like not as you, much. You can, it's more, probably, f- probably more for, you for main events. Like, yeah, like yeah. pay-per-view yeah. fights. UFC yeah. fights yeah. and all that kind of stuff. They are expensive, though, those pay-per-view fights. It's like 80 bucks a fight. Man, yeah. I watched a fight of a guy. Um, he was... Uh, it was off the reflection of his glasses. Because <laughs> I couldn't be fucked paying for it. And I, and I wasn't going to pay just to watch the <laughs> last the last round. Yeah. Wait, yeah, the camera himself. Yeah, and, at the- and it was the reflection of his glasses. And I was just watching it. And it was like perfect. I wasn't perfect, but like, <laughs> you know, it was good enough. Oh, my God. That's crazy. If I was going to watch the whole card, then I would pay for it. But it was but just, yeah, I was yeah. just I was somewhere and I was like, oh, I'll just watch it. Yeah. How would you even get to that website? Because TikTok. Oh, I was on yeah, TikTok, TikTok Live. Live. Yeah, heaps of people do it. Oh, right, okay. There you go. I didn't even oh, know. And that. then some people just shame, like, they just 
film the TV. And so, yeah, and then once it gets taken down, they start again. Yeah, you just find and they just keep scrolling, and then you just find the next one. There's oh, heaps it. of people do it. Yeah, because they get money because the gifts. People uh, pay money. That's why they do it. Okay, gotcha. But then you can make their money back in two yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah. Smart. That's actually really smart. But yeah, the good. Just back on that KO thing. The good thing about it is too, you can go to rewind races like oh yeah, vintage yeah, yeah, races yeah, yeah. like. Yep. You know, you got I think access to the F1 paddock show or yep. whatever they call it, and then even like GP and F1 doing their paddock pass, whatever it's called. Yep. Like media pass. Yeah. And you yeah. get more yeah. behind the scenes insight. It's so much content. Like I watched the uh, Brazilian Grand Prix this morning, and you know I turned it on on KO, and it's five and a half hours. Yeah. From start to finish for that one race. It's yeah, five yeah, and yeah. a half hours. Yeah. It's yeah, because it and that doesn't include Ted's notebook either. I think that's another half an hour show after. Oh, there you go. So, so I think it's six hours of coverage. Fuck, that's yeah. a day. That's a that's a day. Yeah. It's an hour and a half pre-race show. Then there was a half an hour break for the red flag. I guess that's yeah. not crazy though, because. You know, if 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 it's in Albert Park, you're watching all you're watching it all day, so mm. it makes sense. It's not crazy, but for us, if it's at eleven o'clock at night, you know, yeah, you know, and the big accident happens, you cook. Yeah, once there's a red flag, I've spoken about this before. You know, night's over. Yeah, yeah. or the next day's over as well. Yeah, like yeah, I can That's that's the thing. Mm. But it was um, it was, I liked Lando how he did put up a bit of a battle with with Verstappen like he really I guess you know it, maybe he was just toying with him I don't know caught but he, him lacking a bit yeah there was something there which was nice it wasn't just it, was, it still was just him just running away with it but he's not far off but now Lando surely oh god he's the new fucking Aaron Kinnett <laughs> bridesmaid he's had, he's had a few second places this year so um, but yeah he, he's I mean he's doing so well yeah and I think this weekend he just showed he was that much obviously better than Oscar he should be in the Red Bull. That'd be a good sight to see. Yeah. That'd be an interesting pairing. Yeah, would they want that? Do they wow. just want a Danny Pedrosa? No, no, no hate to Danny Yeah, I, don't, Pedrosa, I think so. But the thing is, this is what happens. This is, and this is what happens with Honda at the moment in MotoGP is you've concentrated on one guy, then suddenly he leaves because the bike's not performing yeah. and there you're fucked yeah. because you've got nobody. You need to have that second have rider. Different, different though, because in Formula One, you can only have, as as I think you've touched on before, you can have your two Red Bulls and you've got your two Alpha Tauris, but they have to be different. Yeah. You can't... You, it's not like Ducati, Pramac, VR46 and uh, Grassini. Yeah, four you, different bikes. Yeah, that they can all... Te- you got Zarco, who's like a mm. te- test rider almost. Correct. You know, so that's the hard thing. Yep. But you're right, like you can't have just a Marquez... You, you just, can't bank on one person. You can't bank on yeah, one person. Because I'm imagining, like, I think Verstappen always threatens this that he's going to retire at a young age, where he's going to be in that car with Perez in, say, two seasons' time and go, nah, I'm done, you know? Mm. And now they're stuck with Perez. They've got to sign a brand new driver who's going to be their new superstar. He's going to take a season or two to get it into mm. it. You've got to have that second driver ready to go, bang, yeah. to take over. So they've got to really think about that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Just. Yeah, it, it, I reckon a smart play is to keep Perez, but you're just a whipping boy, man. That second driver is you just constantly shat on. He, but yeah, but for someone like him, it's he's what got maybe two, three years left. Yeah, he's getting older now. Like, and what does he do? He, does he go somewhere else? Not he's not going to win a championship. The that's Red right. May as well be in the best car. Yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. right. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Fiddle. But it's just I reckon it's just a, a hard seat. Look, it's, look, it's a harder always, seat than you think. Always. But look at Ricardo. 
He yeah. th- he left thinking, <laughs> let's go some new opportunities, and, he's, and that screwed him. His career went to the shit for a few years. Yeah. Who would have thought he went to? He won a race at McLaren, which was luck. Yeah. And he did terribly at Alpine. Now yep. he's back at the sister team of AlphaTauri. Like, obviously he's finding his form now, but that's the hard thing of Formula One, though, is you do have to be in that. He's lucky to get that seat as well. Yeah. Ricardo is lucky to yeah. be in that seat. In all honesty, yeah, there's a lot of young kids around. We look at Liam Lawson, you know, and if his personality and that commercial expert aspect wasn't there, then we might not see him on the in the in the car. So, yeah, that's a that's mm. a fair shout. There, I think that's probably what just edges him over the line. Yeah, I'm but in saying that, I sell seen, a few caps. Yeah, I've seen so, a lot yeah. of um, like TikTok videos and all that kind of stuff with Sonoda and Lawson when he was in the seat, and he's just as funny. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. just as yeah out there and and all that kind of stuff. So, is know, it? That's hard too. Do you reckon they're more popular as well? This is going to sound rude as fuck, but do you reckon they're more popular because they're good looking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, but yeah, like yeah. you know, if you like Ricardo is loved, but that's only because he's obviously he's a great driver, but he's he's a good he's a handsome fella. Yeah. Same with Charles. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, Hamilton, Hamilton to a, to a certain extent. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Stafford, you know, he's but, all right. But Verstappen looks like Sid the. Yeah, spot. yeah, he's not a good-looking bloke. That's a bad example. <laughs> okay, maybe not him. Come on, Diego. But uh, Verstappen's only popular because he's a fucking goat. That's that's why he's popular. Yeah, but he's but- not as popular though. Like, he is popular to a certain extent, but he's getting booed at some races. Like, people are getting... Yeah, sick. but they always boo the, always the, boo the winners. winners. Yeah. Um, but, like, um, you know, uh, who, who's a good example of that? Who's a good example? Like, a gun who's ugly but not popular, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Can uh, you give me one? Uh, I don't know if they're a gun, but, like, uh, you you would know more than me. Mm. What about the two Alpine boys? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're talking about looks on a fucking podcast. Yeah, but like it's a you get you getting a bit nervous talking about men, are you? A bit, bit insecure about this topic, are you? I told you not to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like going back, uh, going back in the years, like probably I don't know Felipe Massa. I don't know <laughs> Rubens. Rubens never a world champion though. I'm trying to think of world champions. Oh, it doesn't have to be a world champion. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, drive the survivors board it out because, like, you know, you see their personalities and, like, it's also the, yeah, the chicks as well. Yeah, obviously. well, how yeah. many fucking chicks follow it now? Well, it's yeah. massive. If you go and, like, I've got a few friends that are F1 fans, female friends that are F1 fans, and they're always posting Lando, <laughs> Carlos, Charles, or yeah. Danny Rick. Like, yeah, that's the That's four. who it is. And sometimes yeah. you might get Gasly. But Lando's not a good looking bloke, though. He's just cute. Like, he's like a little cutie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know what's out of his shell now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I cooled down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, but, but you're right. But that they're who you're typically seeing. Yeah, you know, sometimes Hamilton. Yeah, but that's that's to the viewer's discretion, I believe. Like, yeah, if you're into that. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening into the pod. Just a quick one. Jump on our website. We're going to throw the link down here. Check out all of our new air fresheners, all of our teas, all of our accessories. Keep an eye out on all of our socials for all of our new drops. We've got some really special stuff coming and some really cool guests too. Keep on listening in. Keep on showing us all the love and support. We really appreciate you guys. Back to the pod. (laughs) (laughs) That's that white chicks moment like... (laughs)
Uh, you said it. I was thinking it. <laughs> um, we're so fucked. Um, <laughs> Maybe just time like, time stamp. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. We're gonna get a viral <laughs> video for, eventually. But yeah, um, that's that's the thing. They're, it's a it's a good point. I'm telling you. Mm. You probably it's marketable. Right. It's, it's, it's I marketable. was just about to say, you know what it is. Especially look at Ferrari with I think is a boss is their like suit sponsor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Danny Rick with his own clothing line. But it's like always it's, been. It's it's not like it's new for Formula One in a sense. Look at James Hunt. Yeah. You know. Correct. He what? How many? He won what? One, one. world title. Yeah, nineteen seventy five. Along, along those lines, mm. but like he was super marketable. Yeah. Because of that. Um, yeah, and it was, it Chewy be, with the shell ads. Yeah, and you know what, what I mean. Like, what was interesting was that James Hunt rivalry with um, Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda was Nicky Lauda was an ugly little motherfucker. Or the ugly, rat. and then he got, and then he, <laughs> then he got uglier. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the rat got burnt. Yeah, he did. He used to say they that. They used to call him the little well. rat. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even like, you know, Prost and all that, like, all those guys through that era. You're not going, oh, yeah, they're, like, they're no oil paintings. No, it, it, but... The, maybe Senna was. The thing yeah, is, with those sort of... Dri- those yeah. drivers, they were from these countries that are obsessed. Like, you look at the French and the Brazilians, and, like, they're, they're, they're everything to them, yeah? So, yeah. Like, especially the Brazilians. Gods. Yeah, because they're gods. Yeah. They're, like, looked as gods. Like, it's... That's all they have sort of thing. So, it's a bit different. Well, yeah. 30, 30 years since Senna's last win in Brazil. 30th yeah. anniversary. Really, was Last it? weekend, yeah. I saw year. Hamilton's helmet. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. There's a couple of cool helmets getting around. Yeah, I think he wore like a, some like get up on the Friday or something that had the yeah. Senna airbrushed onto it as well. Yeah, which was pretty. Is cool. it the most iconic helmet of all time, Senna's helmet? Uh, would it have to be? I would say it? so. Yeah, it'd have to be. It's the most recognisable, I reckon, yeah. out of any motorsport because yep. it stayed the same oh. the whole time. You can't say... You can't say a Rossi one because there's they, so many of them. Yeah, they change. He wore one helmet his whole career. Yeah, that's probably a fair point. Yeah. The only person that... Doing is pretty recognisable. <laughs> not over... Not, not over, over Senna, but... Over yeah, Senna. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Doing is, for sure. Shoeys. Schumacher's. Yeah. The red Yeah, but the I, if I saw... If we put a photo of that up and you showed it anyone, they'd be like... They, the, the answers wouldn't be, yes, that's Michael Schumacher versus if you put a Senna helmet up. Everyone would be like, that's, that's a Senna yeah, helmet. Senna. Yeah, yeah, it's, it has to be centers. Well, did you see... <clears throat> I think you sent it to me, or I sent it to someone. The new Alpine Stars helmet. They, oh, uh, they yeah, painted it, it in Ayrton Senna's colour. Oh, oh, fuck it. Mind, mind you, you, mind you this is the one of 200. It's already a limited edition helmet, yeah. and they've sprayed over it into Ayrton Senna's. I'll see if I can quickly jump it up on Facebook. Jesus, it looks good. Um, it looked amazing. Does so, it? wait, this is one of one you're saying? This is one of 200. Uh, one of two. It's that launch edition. I think we touched on it a while back. Yeah. Shout out to Danby Daniel, but doesn't he have a custom painted center? I think he's got a car. He's got a center. I think he's got a Hakkinen. Oh, really? And maybe a Raikkonen and a shoe. He did them all himself. Oh, he does it himself? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, Bandana Man, hit us up, bro. Yeah, seriously. I yeah, I can, a, probably, I can probably get one off him. I need a custom painted helmet. One. How do I get this up? Ah, that's all right. That's good <sighs> enough. How good does that look? Oh. There we go. So correct me if I'm wrong. That's a MotoGP helmet, though. Yeah. Correct. Well, yeah. you can you can you can eventually buy them. But yeah, but the F1 helmets. How does it differ? Yeah, than it's that? A, that's a motorcycle helmet. That's a motorcycle yeah. helmet. Yeah. yeah. It's got winglets on it. Yes. How cool is that? 
Wow. But yeah, that's dope. We'll um, we'll re- have to remember we'll clip to this clip this in. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. That's one of one. So, I like how it's got the Mulgrew on it. Oh, that is a cool helmet, man. The center it has to be the best looking helmet is the center. Studi Moto. Doesn't he do heaps of different people? 20... Oh, he's left the carbon on the back. That's cool. And I think through the red and the Alpine yeah, stars inside. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking sick. On a showy donut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ironically, he wore a showy in center. Mm. And they used to it's make probably arms. done tactically. Yeah. As like a homage. Yep. <laughs> Maybe. It's my most said word of 2023. Oh, yeah. That and what do you do? Well, yeah, nothing new. <laughs> yeah, nothing. What you but yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that's cool. It's very cool. We won't talk about Senna and Tom um, and the helmet that he bought off Facebook Marketplace <laughs> that never ended up coming and you got scammed out of 40 bucks, whatever it was. Oh, it was 140, I reckon. <laughs> I fell for the pay ID scam first and <laughs> last time ever. It almost crippled him. It almost ruined him. <laughs> yeah, you learn from your mistakes. Uh, <laughs> let's jump on MotoGP, boys, because you've got a couple of little regulation changes this year, Jimmy. Yeah. Go, so, sorry, not this year, but going into uh, future years. 2027, it's looking to be 850cc engines, so down from the 1,000s. And is that... I mean, I don't think it's come out the reason for that. Is that to slow them down? Uh, I, I believe it is. Um, I think 2027 might be a big change to it. Yeah. The the two manufacturers that I was reading that were opposed was Aprilia. Yeah. Because they put so much work into the thousand and yeah. KDM. Yeah. The others, right. the others weren't weren't too fast. Yeah. Well, you know, Ducati has already ran 800s before. Won a title on them. I just don't like. Uh, this is what I don't like. Okay. I'm not a motorcycle. Uh, I don't ride a motorcycle, as you guys know. Scares shit out of me, but. Can you buy a performance bike that's 850ccs? No. Uh, oh, you can buy the KDM 890 Duke. And, and, it's and, a naked and, bike. And the closest is like a 765. Yeah. So, yeah. when I go out and... When David Shaw goes out and buys his Panigale SP fucking special edition mm. um, 1000cc bike, in his brain he's thinking, this is as close to a MotoGP bike I can get. That's not going to exist now. Well, they still did it. They still did it back in 08, though. I don't know. I just don't like it. I yeah, get, I get, I get, I get what, what you're saying. saying. I just don't like it. So, the bikes need to slow down, and it's 100% non-synthetic fuels. Oh, so they're probably fuels. helping with emissions as well. Yeah, that yeah, they were right. using 27, So, not, they're not going to go to a, a non-synthetic... This 100% non fossil synthetic fuels and biofuels oh, so that the GP will use in 2027 uh, will use sorry so he said non-synthetic fuels and it's, so they're gonna have synthetic fuels yeah um, that will as we know as we, if people watch the podcast that's where we think the future's gonna go especially in motor racing yeah um, yeah emissions I suppose that's probably a good point so when but they- motorcycles don't use that much fuel though how much would they use for a race like how big's the tank in a motor GP bike they go through the whole They'll tank. They'll go through a tank. Well, how many yeah. times have you seen Miller pick someone up yeah. or tow someone back? And There's have, nothing. They're, they're, they're on fumes going but how back big, to But that how big is the tank, I'm saying? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I, I'd be completely guessing. Remember watching that race where they they were... I think it was... 22 a, litres. Yeah. It's so one-fifth of the amount the F1s use. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, yes... Oh, you know, it was funny. When they were on the 800s, the racing wasn't that great. No. Um, but... Don't fuck with it, though. Like, ugh, Don't fuck with it. If these. they're going to fuck with it, they need to fuck with the aero, but it's to slow them down. 
But they they say this all the time. There's always something that puts in that you know they, mm. they go to eight hundreds or back to thousands. They'll be back to thousands again. Oh, they they need that. They need that. Um, Honda needs the eight hundreds next year so they can develop a new bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's going to put it back on level playing field again. It'll be. I think that's what. It, that's why they're not opposed. Them and Yamaha. No way. Yeah, they'd love that. You know. I'm surprised Especially Ducati. they'll throw. You know who's going to throw the most money? We Honda and KDM. I suppose Honda and Yamaha have had the success through that era now. Yeah. So for them, it's almost they've been there, they've done that, they know that. It's just yeah. about getting their aero sorted. Yeah, and there might be new changes to that. I was going to say if they keep going the way they're going. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, if they strip it back, you'll see the um, the oh. rise of the Japanese manufacturers again. I wonder what that happens to like Moto Two. Like, the engine capacities are going to be, what, 100cc difference? Yeah, but it's so different. It's Yeah, it's completely different. You're talking a triple versus a four. Yeah, I know, but... As, as I said, as a watcher of the sport, like... Yeah. These are the things you think about. Yeah, 100%. I think they'll still be able to extract the power. You, you might see slightly slower speeds. You're not going to see mm. a dramatic drop in top speed and mm. anything like that. But remember, we've spoken about this as well, like... As long as the racing's good, does it matter that two seconds lap slower? No. No, we no, don't care. You know? So, it's all about the racing. Um, and then the other thing is, is that Bridgestone's making a bid to come back to MotoGP, take mm. over from Michelin, which is pretty standard. Um, I would love to have tyre wars, but the whole reason these these tyre guys go in is just to develop tyres to sell. Yeah. That's why you see the super courses. Super courses? Yep. Um, so successful because they've been... In, uh, World Supers for so long Correct. and then Bridgestone um, developed for you know 10 years whatever it was 15 years um, and then Michelin's done the same so it's all just development for them and yeah. obviously it's great sponsorship and everything like that you know MotoGP boys use fucking Michelin's alright I'll we'll go out and buy a set of Michelin's 100% okay. and I yeah that's something that I think about and like you look at yeah Pirelli in F1 yeah. is if someone goes oh do you want Pirelli or Michelin's I go oh, I'll put Pirelli's on my car because F one fan, yeah. yeah. Even though I, I don't, wouldn't even look at what's better, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great point, and it's it's so true. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. But they'll probably just, you know, if they throw the most money in it. I think Michelin hasn't. They've had a lot of issues, Michelin and MotoGP, um, with tire degradation and just what to use. Bloody mm. French, that's what it is. Unorganized the French. <laughs> Uh, not like the bridge, Bridgestone Japanese but he got the total line I, I think it, it's a very fine line because you have to have a tyre that degrades but not too much but you still want the racing to be good you want them to push hard on tyre but they're not it's like it's a very fine line yeah it is it's, it's interesting it's, it's hard to make it work I wonder what would happen if we just said build a tyre that will last 100 laps and send them out and then go full throttle the whole time like would the result change? I think Miller would go better yeah. might <laughs> probably win a title yeah <laughs> it'd so, go one of two ways you'd either win or still find a way to cook it but the other thing is like yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll have a Jorge Martin who maybe would just go out in a 30 second lead and then not come back yeah well, yeah. The, but if you're designing a tyre that's going to last that long you've got to build heat into it yeah it's not like you can just go out and crank laps on it yeah mm. the thing is though is what I think it's counterproductive of the aero so if the aero the whole point of not having heaps of tyre life is so they bunch them still together and then they have that cat and mouse and then you got the last five laps have got some tyre life left Yeah, away we go but they can't do that because they're stuck behind each rider so it's just counterintuitive yeah it's either yeah, you're going to pick yeah, one yeah. or the other yeah, yeah it's true, true. Go one strip the, the yeah strip the area back 
but then have high tide deck yeah. or other way around. Yeah, so that's that's a good point, Jim. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah, I seen a post about Aero the other day, and people saying how they love it, they love the look. It is a prototype bike. Yeah, and I was looking at the photo probably it was comparing the KDM. So from when it first got released to when Polar Spargo was on it, and then a latest yeah. photo of Miller or Binder. I don't know. I'd still take the aero off. I still think the bikes look nicer. I'm with Stripped, you. no aero. Or minimal aero like Suzuki and Honda ran yeah. for years. Yeah. Minimal mm. aero is all right. Like, I loved it when the wings came in, but now it's just... It's, it's way it's, too it's, much. It's over the top. Like, that. I don't. I think the Ducati looks like pus, to yeah. be honest. I don't yeah. think it looks good. And the, Which like, is a shame the fins on the The fins on the tail pipes yeah. and shit, like, that's just stupid. Like, They're putting them on just so there's uh, more swirling air behind them and stuff. Like, it's not helping the bike's performance. No. That's crazy. Like... That kind of shit's there. The little wing on the KDM on the back. It's yeah. Just, it sucks. It's, uh, yeah, it looks dumb. I don't like it. And it, it's understandable because it helps their road bikes and that's half the reason why they do it Bro, again. let them have one wing on each side of the bike. That's it. You're allowed one error. Yeah, there's need regulations. Yeah. It, it, but it, there is regulations though. Yeah. You're only well, allowed... Well, they, they, yeah, but it needs to be harsher. Harsher, I think yeah. so, yeah. It's just... It's rough on Ducati because to be devil's advocate, like they've developed it kudos to them yeah and then they you know this is their time which realistically they probably should have even Casey Stoner came out and said they probably should have um, won a, a few more titles earlier yeah. but how they treat who, who was saying that one of you guys was saying that yeah they, that goes back to rider management yeah their rider management was poor yeah. for years yeah you know so they ha- and they had the bike there mm. but well they had it with Divisioso against Marquez for a couple of years yeah. as well yeah spot on yeah, that's alright it's just a hard one to go up against him but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Dobby gave a good shot that man. He did. Yeah, hundred percent. So he took him all the way to Valencia one year. I swear to God, that yeah. was that, that was a good year. That, to yeah. me, that was like a really good racing back then. It was great. It was the yeah. best. It was the heyday. I remember saying yeah. this is the heyday yeah. of GP. Even though you know you had the one winner, which is probably yeah. the greatest. But every race because twenty nineteen is a great example. Is and I think Marquez was on every podium, first or second or whatever. Mm. But it was a room. It was it was a good year of racing. Yeah. So not yeah. good for. Daniel, but <laughs> <laughs> sad face only. Yeah, no, but that's where we've seen the rise of Cotteraro through 2019. Yeah, as well. Yeah, Yamaha was still yeah okay. still strong. Like. Yes, yeah, so still remember Cotteraro. I think it was in Assen when him and Marquez were going at it, and I think Cotteraro was on the was he on the tech? What was he on the? Nah, yeah, the Patronus. Patronus Yamaha. Yeah, and I remember him getting like that tank slapper through the that little corner after the hairpin. So yeah. that's a real like that was a rise of him throughout that year as well, as you just said. So. Well, they they uh, Cotteraro put a funny post up on Instagram about um, 2019 vibes when they were battling it out. Yeah, and then it was obviously the reverse way around of him in front of Marquez. Yeah, so I thought that was a bit funny. Yeah, that's true. And it just shows like you know they were fighting at the front on a non-factory Yamaha. I know. Yeah, Satellite Yamaha, Repsol, yeah. Honda, and then now they're fighting for yeah. 11th and 12th. Like it's crazy what a few years does. Yeah, that's fucking. It's cooked. Yeah, you know, like we always say, it. Who would have ever thought? Nah, we wouldn't right. see Yamaha Especially and a Repsol. Honda in top five. Man, I know. Speaking of um, Repsol, though, Furman Aldegar being linked yeah. to the seat. What's going on there, Daniel? That's interesting. I'm a massive fan. I like. I love the way he goes about it, but I just don't know. I don't think he's quite ready yet. Do you know he's what? Still it, young. Do you know what it is? And I said this to Daniel. Great point. This. It's because he's Spanish. Yeah. You know they got Dija, but he's. Uh, Daniel's Daniel's <laughs> type Italian he's all hands um, yeah but it's just because he's Spanish Repsol obviously yeah. a Spanish team now it's more Spanish than Japanese that team 
you know. I think it's tough. Honda's got to look at it. But Honda came out and said, we want to establish Drider. Yeah, they which did. Which is Digia. Well, well, is it though? Yeah, but it's more than... He's had years in GP. More this than Eldegaard. Yeah, this is what yeah. I was going to say. He's At least he's had time in GP. Yeah, is that what, two years? Yeah, and yeah. he's coming off... <laughs> the best manufacturer on the grid. Yeah. You take Digia's performance in Australia out of the equation, he's done nothing else. No, not really. He put it on pole last year in Italy and that was it. Yeah. Mm. So he hasn't let, lit it on fire. But I would still rather him than Furman. You, you're just starting take backwards Ducati, again. Take Ducati's secrets though. Your point. Yeah. So, you know, he could potentially be great at um, building a bike. You don't know this. You don't like, know. And this is the other thing is that, yeah, they might he might have knowledge for those sort of things. Of and that's, and the, he, of that in-house chatter they might yeah. have. Because they all share data. Yeah. The, the Dukes. Yeah, it's, it's free reign. Yeah. But surely Repsol just have to have a stupid play at um, Acosta in 2024. Sorry, 25. Well, yeah, so this, I feel like... Stupid money, you know. So whoever's taking this seat, if it's to Gia, it's a one-year deal. Well, yeah. they've offered, apparently, this is the Italian media, um, uh, it was a two-year deal they offered Furman. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then so that, t- that takes him out of the loop of everyone else. Yeah, but then you might but get... But Mir's up Mir. at the end of it next year. Yeah, you yeah. might get rid of Mir then. So that's interesting. God, it's hard. It's a tough one. Mm. Like, you got... You can still... I had this conversation with someone the other day. You can still build a bike around Mir. Yeah. This is the thing. Yeah, we, like we, we get yeah, a we forgotten forget- championship or whatever you want to call it. The guy's got like, the guy does yeah, have he's skill. Legit. Yeah. He's legit. Remember going back to Moto Three days at Philip Island yeah. into Honda? Like he was a li- he was a jet. Yeah, you know he was. But he crashes too much though. Yeah, well, that's the bike. But that's the yeah. That's the thing you ask. Is that the bike though? Mm. That's the bike. That bike's you know, a fucking pig. Good point though, because he did have a terrible year last year, and he ended up in the gravel a lot. Yeah, as well on the Honda, uh, on the Suzuki. Zook. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, he did. He did. You know, it's tough yeah. from that point, but I think you can still build the bike around him, yeah, and have him as your number one rider. Because you had a look at the end of the last season, you looked at Rins had success on that bike, one of the last two races, Phillip Island, Valencia. Yeah, last two out of three or four, yeah, or whatever two out it was. Of three, and then Mir was nowhere, nowhere. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. No, I'm not a fan of Mir at all. As in going forward, I think he's not. He's. It was a gun in the in the lighter weight class. Yes, he had that. Lucky call it win twenty twenty, yep. but God, that's a big call, Tom. Yeah, I just don't see him. I just don't see him as a front runner rider. Well, I mean, like I said, if he's up at the end of next year, then anything can happen. He gets mm. booted. You, like you said, make the play for a Costa. Yeah, open the door for Marquez to come back. Oh, or, so, yeah. you know what I mean? Who knows what can happen? It's so crazy is how big this team is. Like, and they're struggling to find someone. They're struggling to find someone, but they're still like all the talk. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah they get more yeah. talked about than Ducati almost. It's it's crazy to think. Well, they approached Marini. Yeah. From what I've read. Yeah. And he said he'll just wait on an opportunity for a factory team if it comes about. Which is fair enough. Like, why would you want to leave a performing Ducati to go there? Yeah. Unless, yeah, you, unless you're forced. Team. Unless you're forced out. Yeah, and he's a pretty pivotal time of his career as well. Like, yeah. You can't if you go to the Honda and it's not performing, you're finishing twentieth. You see, your, your career you're might gone. be done. You know, so. Hundred percent, and he's just starting to find more rhythm yeah so just stay stay in the lane is Marini's contract up next year probably I would say so if he has a stinker of a year do you reckon they'll boot him I don't think anyone will go to pick him up you got too many guys that are pushing from Moto2 it's a hard one because like he he's showed 
he, he has showed promise Marini, but he hasn't been as consistent Consistency. as Bez. Yeah. You know, he'll have those sprint oh. races where he gets that third or whatever or second. But he, he doesn't look like he's got like the strong, strong pace like a I Bez. think he builds into it a lot more, probably mm. thinks about it a bit more rather than throwing it all at, you know, like a Bez or like a Martin or just throw it all at Binder. Where, I'll look this up. Where is he in the championship? Uh, I would be surprised if he's outside the top 10. He won't, nah. I, I, would, I would say he'd have to be top 7. I reckon he's 8 or, I reckon he's 7th or 8th. 8th. Uh, there you go. Okay. 8th with one podium. It is In be, America. There you go. A couple sprint podiums. Yeah, so he's 8th. So, yeah. he's behind Maverick Vinales. Right. Which is surprising. Well, Maverick had that run of a couple of podiums. Yeah, but fuck. It's Maverick with yeah, <laughs> But yeah, Don't defend a... him, Daniel. Poor Mav. <laughs> but yeah, look, it's Honda's in a in a tough spot. Whichever way they go, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy for them. Nah, they're going to just have to suck it up, aren't yeah. they? You either go for a spot filler or for the future. Well, I think the spot filler is going to be the case. I think so. But they should be... Man, Zarko would have been perfect for that. He developed the, the, the bike. I know, develop the bike, you know. Well, he's going to do that in the um, LCR. He'll do it for yeah. LCR anyway. And he yeah. gets two years and big money. Why is he going to take one year? Yeah, why would you? Less pressure just, as well. Yeah, just for some colours. You yeah. look at the names next year, there's there's realistically probably only Taka Nakagami who, who doesn't have the ability to score a podium. Like even Raul and... Um, oh, no, I wouldn't put Raul Fernandez in there, dude. He's probably... No, he hasn't probably shown as much. <laughs> Bro, um, but Danny, Danny Pedrosa's on 32 points and Raul Fernandez <laughs> is on 40. Danny Pedrosa scored more points than Juan Mir this year. Yeah. Bruh. That's Honda's biggest mistake right there, is letting him go yeah. to KDM. Yep. Look yeah, what he's done he can, for that bike. Oh, no, fuck. You're taking all the good things from Honda, really, to KDM. And who would have ever thought that partnership would have ended? Oh no, Spanish as well. Yeah, mm. another Spanish mafia. Sorry. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, another thing talks of a um, another USA track in MotoGP Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at Flat Rock Motorsports Park. Let's Google what that is. That'll probably be good for the sport. I wonder what they'll take off the calendar. I reckon that MotoGP is like um. It's always ten years behind Formula One. But are they aren't they going back to Brazil next year, as well? They're going to a lot of a lot of places. Mm. Kazakhstan as well. Yeah, I think Finland. Yeah, Kimi Ring or whatever it's called. <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> Just gives Kimi Ring. Yeah, I think it is something like that. Yeah, Botas Ring. <laughs> I think it's in Tennessee. I think TN means Tennessee. <laughs> You're the only ten I see. <laughs> is that how you got the mosses? Riz, is that what you said? Riz Law. I mean, they need to get Riz rid King. of Argentina. That's a shit track. Nah, that's nah, a good that's track. A good track. That's a, and that's always good racing. Nah, that's a crazy Too call. far to travel. <laughs> Poor Argentinians. Good meat. <laughs> yeah, good, good meat. Good meat down there. Um, I like that track. Aragon's back next season. A lot of front, lot of front pages there, Mark. No. Aragon back next season. Yeah. Is That'll it? be good. I like is that. It? Yeah. Fuck. Hated it when it first came yeah, in. Yeah, same. Watched a few races. Like, oh, yeah, this is a pretty good track. And play the game. We're at 22 rounds next season, but what are they taking out? What's know. what have you got? Well, it comes in. So what comes in is is 
Hitar goes back to first, and then Kazakhstan and Aragon come in. But there was more than 20 races this year, wasn't there? Or was there only 20 races? Let's get it up. I don't know, man. Uh, there was only 20 races. My apologies. Okay, there you go. So there's going to be 22 races next year, which is a lot. Even in the paddock down at Phillip Island, we were listening into um, Troy Bayless and Johnny Hopkins talking. They're like, well, fuck, we haven't been home in two months. Yeah, you know? true. Like they said, like we have not been home. Like it's just the longest, you know, triple headers after triple headers. They what seven races, six races in seven weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that. That crazy. Those flyaways, man. Well, I see some of the riders like Alexis Spargo and Martin. They're just like chilling in Bali. Yeah, for oh, a week or two. Oh, they go to Malaysia. Yeah. yeah, which is obviously this weekend. Speaking of Malaysia, Bautista, how's he going to go? Uh, top seven. Top seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. That's a good shout. But and you know what? If he finishes top seven, I think it's an amazing effort as well. Yeah, like it's not expected. And a, and a, and a but stacked field. Yeah, very stacked, stacked field. F- field of Ducatis as well. Yeah, gotta remember there's fucking eight Ducatis there, so he's got to finish. I think he'll do okay in the sprint race. Yeah, that'll probably suit him. To be honest, very much so. Yeah, suit him. he can light up those tires. What's um, the difference, Daniel? Technically wise, what's the difference between a, a superbike and a MotoGP? Well, bike? superbikes a bike you us three can go to Ducati tomorrow and buy. A yep. GP bike is a prototype. It's like yep. an F1 car. You can't yep. like get some the of the same. parts. Yeah, nothing's the same. Yeah, yeah right. It's okay. not, you know... So it's going to be still a big adjustment for him. It's like, it's a, it's like a, a Ferrari adjustment. car you can buy and a Formula 1 Ferrari. But, yeah, same it's thing. two different things. Ah, wow. Really, that yeah. big difference. So essentially, if you go... Yeah. Say you go to Yamaha tomorrow, buy an R1M. Yeah. You could just about... Like, you're going to spend mega dollars on it. Yeah. But you could just about get it to World Superbike spec. Right. Like, so different forks, different... Yeah, you can go... Chassis is the same? Yeah. Yeah, there's certain rules that you can't change. I don't think yeah. you can do a lot of engine work in a world superbike. Because you look at KDM... Have, can do. KDM have a full carbon chassis now, is that... Yeah. Yeah, like that's crazy. I think Honda trialed it at the start yeah, of the year as well. Did. Yeah, wasn't that Mid-season. the... Calyx chassis or was that a different... Different as That well. was different yeah, again. Right, okay. But yeah, so... Superbikes, I think you've got to try and keep the engine as sort of stock as possible yeah you can do certain stuff to it yep um you can do suspension work i think you can do swing arm work obviously electronics and all that kind of stuff braking i think exhaust. They, d- they dumbed down the electronics now because i think for a, a little bit it was getting out of hand where it was too expensive to even enter into superbikes for like privateer teams yeah there wasn't a lot now you found you find there's a lot more back in yeah that's all right like go 11 uh, Barney Racing, yeah. Roto Corsa Ducati. Shit, he knows it. He can rattle them off, Tom. He's Property, good. Property, well, Superbike. That's why we got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's the other... I know this is off topic slightly, but I don't remember the last time, like, there's three MotoGP races left and there's only two F1 races. Normally, like, I don't I don't remember there being nearly as many as 20 MotoGP races in a season. Yeah, they guess they're both this year. It's good for the yeah. sport, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good sign for the sport. It really good it feels sign. feels long, yeah. but... Yeah, it, it, it has felt long. Good, but it's good. Yeah, get him going. Get him on. A yeah, few not more a races. couple. That'll be right. Yeah, Marquez yeah. is on twenty mil. He can. He'll be can, right to go again. Yeah, yeah. Leisha Spargo is flying in his private jet. Okay, so if we go, don't feel, don't feel sorry. If for we go him, to Daniel. ten years ago, now we're about to go to uh, James's throwback. So let's go throwback to twenty thirteen <clears> just quickly. There were oh, there's still eighteen races on the kid. So there you go. Just CRT bikes. So, um, Daniel, you just want to quickly touch on superbike testing? Uh, yeah, so superbike testing, we've seen Johnny Ray 
and a lot of other guys on new bikes so johnny ray on yamaha which to me still looks very foreign yeah um rinaldi onto motocross and ducati uh we've seen andrea Inoni back yeah as well and axel bassani moved to super bike uh, factory kawasaki in the super bikes Daniel, what's Scott Redding riding these days? He's now on the like the satellite BMW. Oh, yeah. So with these rule changes, it's gonna, <laughs> it might play into it his favour. So they've added seven kilos to Bautista's bike. Is yeah, to meet these new requirements and stuff like that. So it is going to be a lot different. Is the BMW any good though? I thought it was a bit of a bucket. It is, but with this this new revamp, it might, like I said, fall into its lap and play play mm. a big part in results to come Some, I think we'll see yeah. it a lot closer yeah. which will be good but um, shout out Remy Gardner top time sheets both days yeah that's yeah, awesome that's really good on the GYTA Yamaha uh, we've seen Nicolo Bulliga as well wasn't far off qualifying pace for the racing yeah. group as well yeah so he's up from Moto uh, Moto <laughs> Super, Super Sport. Sport 600 V2 yep. to the V4 so that's yeah awesome. and I think a couple of the GP boys were there What's watching? Piro. No, uh, testing. <laughs> and Salvadori. Who's eight? It's BV bike. Must be like a test bike. I think that must oh. be a, yeah. <laughs> That's an unusual name. There's a couple. It's an automated bike that just rides around <laughs> testing. But wait, there's no name to it? Like, okay. Yeah, not sure. Is it like a they do that with some AI like, bike or something? They do that with the Japanese test drivers sometimes as well. Oh, really? I, I'm not like joking. Yeah. They don't deserve a name. <laughs> That's crazy. They don't meet the 105% yeah, rule. Yeah. Well, you did it right. Fucking hell. Who? It was eighth. Where SBB bike was. <laughs> now, Jimmy, come on. I'll be waiting for names. this all day. I want you to throw it back for us. I'm um, throwing it back. Boys, 2013 Dutch TT. Wow. Now, our listeners will probably remember this, but I actually forgot a lot about this race. And the whole reason why I actually wanted to bring it up was because of Jorge Lorenzo's... Probably, in my opinion the best effort the best effort for a MotoGP race I've ever seen um, so uh, I don't know if you guys will remember but the race was held on Saturday so with uh, Assen it was traditional that you had free practice Thursday qualifying Friday and race Saturday this was only up until like 2015 or something yep. because it was the um, you, you go to church on Sunday yeah, so yeah, they yeah. wouldn't race on Sunday yep. Yep. so uh, Jorge Lorenzo if we can get the, the clip up do you remember the crash John? I do um, coming out of the second last corner uh, maybe just a bit before the second last corner onto the back straight yeah. there he is there going bang straight on it actually doesn't it's a big crash but that's quick it doesn't yeah it so is it's quick. coming out of that little hairpin where yeah you run going it, onto you, the back straight you run it wide yeah 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 yep. well like that back back straight well that's um, what's his name on the left isn't it I think so. <laughs> no arrow, look at that. Yeah, beautiful. This is what haunted Jorge for rest of his um his career mm. in the rain. Couldn't couldn't hack it. Um So I'd actually love to rewatch this whole race. Yeah, you can. Maybe you we can do it right now. <laughs> I'll match that. <laughs> Strap yourself in, listeners. 20, 40, 45 minutes of us not talking. Uh, no, I was going, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so this is Mark Marquez's first year, twenty thirteen. Um, oh. uh, fuck, there's all the old Rossi crew 
Stefan Bridal was there. So this is all the CRT bikes as well. Yeah. So our boy Brian Starring was yeah. racing. Pod favorite. A pod favorite. And the Golden Fun Honda. Bautista was there. Um, Depunier. Depunier with, yeah. Bradley Smith. Yeah. Nicky Hayden on the Duke. Divisiozzo on the Duke. Um, so it was kind of that start of the new era of Ducatis as well. I think it might have been the first year, to be honest. I'm pretty sure it was. 2013. And then Rossi's first win back um, as a Yamaha rider after his terrible, terrible time on Ducati. So as you can see, it's um, 90,000 people there for the day. That's a big cool. crowd, man. It's always a big one. Carl Crutchlow. Yeah. Yeah, Crutchlow's... Um, he got pole. Yeah, so obviously it was a wet qualifying. Well. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, that's, that's good um, but yeah it's a crazy crazy race I'll let you guys watch that first because Tom can't watch and talk at the same yeah, time yeah sorry I'm actually <laughs> it's amazing that was 10 years ago you know yeah Man, the legend so uh, Lorenzo breaks his snaps his collarbone yep flies to Spain Barcelona on the Thursday night, gets the procedure done, and then he goes and qualifies Friday. Races Saturday. And we qualified. Well, you have to qualify for the race. Yeah. Did you just go out and pot around, or did he you got, do a lap? He got... Tell me I wrote this down. Um, he qualified... I He qualified 12th. Jeez, that's amazing. And the race... There was no Q1 or Q2 back nah, then, was it? It was nah, just it was, an hour qualifying yeah, session? Yeah, like 45 minutes, whatever yeah. it is. So... Qualifying 12th, look, it's it's obviously it's amazing, but uh, I would say there's probably, there's probably, fuck, fifth, not even 15 full MotoGP prototypes in that field. Okay. The rest of them are CRTs. Um, but to go to fifth mm. was pretty fucking incredible. Um, How- it would have been in a lot of pain. How, uh, how close was it at the end of the season or did it was only like four points difference wasn't it or something like that yep well four points 330 to 334 jeez that's crazy so it went down obviously went down to Valencia Jorge won the race is that when Marquez ran wide on the first turn is that that's that later years isn't it no so, that's later years so 13 is obviously when Marquez won on his rookie oh, year Marquez got to score he, he didn't pit. yeah yeah right and so Mar- Lorenzo won the last three races of the year Jesus yeah he did too that's crazy. Um, so did, then didn't start the next race at Saxon Ring. That's forgotten about, isn't it? Yeah, that is forgotten about. There you go. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So so that that fifth is pretty fucking incredible. Yeah. Plus with that with Rossi, I I forgot because I always thought about Lorenzo. Is mm. that was his first win back yeah. from the Ducati days? Because I, I now think about, it, I remember him going fuck. That's that's, that's a pretty um pretty amazing weekend yeah to be honest and then you know you got Mark Marquis in there I think got seconds in his rookie year um and Cal Crutchlow I think got third so yeah just there you go that was yep. awesome yeah just a different one so yeah it, and it's those CRT years like man you got oh another another thing was is you had uh what was it um Ivan Silva replacing Hiroshi Oyama who lost a bit of his finger in Catalonia. Oh. 
So, and McKelly Piro was replacing Ben Spees, who was having ongoing chest pains I didn't, oh. didn't even know of ever since the American rounds. Okay. Um, Yoni Hernandez, remember him? Yeah, that was your boy. Yeah, I love Yoni. He was good. On the, on the Prime app, wasn't he? Yeah. No, he was no, on the then. Paul Bird Motorsport bike. Oh, okay. He was that would be a CRT bike, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit rough, man. Um, those CRTs were dogs, but I guess they were just needed for... Oh, you know, MotoGP was in a world of hurt, obviously, at that time. They were struggling. Because you had Rossi nowhere in 2012. You had, uh, obviously, Casey Stoner leaving. Did he leave in 2012? Yeah. End of 2012, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, Marquez probably saved the sport, to be honest with you. Oh, the- uh- Injecting that young talent in there. Rossi back to Yamaha probably saved the sport. Let's let's not give him too much credit, Tom. <laughs> James? I agree with you, Tom. Oh my God! <laughs> What's going on? I wholeheartedly agree with you. Nah, it's a bit of both, surely. Mm. It was a it was a rivalry. It was. Yeah. Um ten ten factory bikes in that field. Yeah. Ten. There's twenty four that raced. Yep. And there was ten on that field. So pretty shit ass good on to Alicia Spargo though 8th on the CRT beat Monster both beat both factory Ducatis and a Tech 3 Yamaha and 2 Primax bro and that's two crazy Primax. sorry 12 there's 12 um, that's crazy 12 because um, I think he finished like 8th in the championship or something as well from reading from it before so maybe not at, Mm, 11, 11 sorry That's still pretty good on which is ahead of Yanoni Piro terrible motorcycle oh, Piro was a yeah oh, maybe it's not that good of an achievement looking at the results but <laughs> well he won the CRT championship yeah yeah convincingly mm. so yeah there you go but just a bit of a throwback and it's interesting to see how much the sport probably was you know not looking great yeah. to be honest like you're right though you know Rossi would have been the main person keeping that sport alive with all the fans packing in just to see him yeah 100% general interest of him just going back to Yamaha yeah and then obviously Marquez coming in doing his thing and remember he was loved in 2013 of course he was you know and then the rivalry which was the best thing that ever happened to that sport um, yeah injected all of it yeah it really um, popped it off even more didn't yeah. it yeah it was what it was definitely what the sport needed fuck yeah 100% Otherwise, if they didn't have that, then... Yeah, who knows? It'd still be there, it just wouldn't be as good. Mm. It'd almost be like World Superbikes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Not much? No comment. Yeah, you can't say much after you really comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. He's shell-shocked, look. He's shell-shocked. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, uh. Thanks, boys. Anything to... Yeah, tips. Yeah, tips. He always tries to wrap us up. Um, well, we're going for an hour and a half. We've been yammering, yammering on about bloody who the best looking guys are in the F1 grid. Um, Stop digging yourself a hole, Mop. Go tips. I want to hear from you because this is a fucking, this is the toughest tipping year, day of the year, I reckon. Uh, Malaysia. Malaysia. Mal- Malaysia. Fuck. I can't even think, man. Um, uh, I'm going to go Jorge Martin because he was fastest by a mile last year. He just binned it. Yep. Um, I'm going to go Peko Banyaya seconds. And I'm going to go... Can I see the grid? I need to see the grid. Fuck. What grid? Like, who race, who's racing? Everyone's mean? racing. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I can't think of fucking names. Well, you got, like, 
Um, Binder, Maverick, Binder, Maverick, Bastanini coming back. Uh, I'll go Bezeki third. Ugh. Tom, I had the exact same top three. Well, you're just chasing glory, aren't <laughs> no, you? No, actually, I'm gonna go Bezeki second. Okay, so I'm gonna go Martin Bezeki and then Bagnaya. Uh Peko, Binder, and Bez. Where's no, Martin? Martin, binning it again. Bin chicken. <laughs> is this gonna be a turn? Oh, is this the turn in Daniel's championship? Because he reckons. Someone's going to win um, before, before Valencia. Valencia. Now, which, is this the turn? Which I wholeheartedly disagree with. <laughs> so, Bags is going to win the title. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that is a podcast. You've got to say something. Yeah. I said Cut I think on. so. I said I think so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. But either way, if Martin wins, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, go but Martin. I think yeah. it'll be back to back. Again, I just can't see Ducati letting it happen. Think of that gold Alpine Stars World Championship without, moment, without looking right. at without looking at the screen or your computers. What did CRT stand for? Uh, controlled Racing Technology. No, controlled Racing know. Team. Claiming crappy racing claiming, team. Claiming rules, rules team. teams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up there, boys. Right. See you, fellas. See you, see fellas. guys. <laughs>